0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Worldwide Crime. My name is Eric, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Erica.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome.
0: This is going to be part two and also the conclusion of David Parker Ray, The Toy Box Killer Story. Just a few housekeeping items I wanted to go over from episode one. When we were talking about Cynthia escaping, it was assumed, at least I assumed, because I really hadn't done as much research as I should have, that she was in Satan's Den, or Ray's, quote, toy box. She was actually inside the home. That's where she was kept and where she experienced her entire ordeal. She was able to fight away the telephone, which Cindy happened to be on, and she called 911. Cindy was actually on the phone making travel arrangements to be in Seattle to witness the birth of her granddaughter. It's fucking sick. Hey, I've got a captive tied up, being tortured, malnourished, raped. But hey, let me get on the phone and talk to my daughter about my upcoming granddaughter's birth. It's just a mess. Also, uh, Cynthia was able to grab an ice pick off the floor during their struggle and stab Cindy in the forehead with it, uh, causing a big gash. But prior to that... Cindy had actually grabbed a lamp off a table and smashed it over Cynthia's head. So, this woman's ordeal gets more and more harrowing the more I research it. It's just, it's insane.
1: So this asshole had two torture rooms. Why the trailer then, I don't
0: understand. Unclear. I, I don't know exactly why he decided to make the trailer either, but what I can tell you... Is that the money he put in to that trailer to make it his Satan's den, as he like to call it, uh, cost him about a hundred thousand dollars to complete? Dude, yeah, I know. Um, one thing I will say though, and I know we try to say this on all of our episodes, listener discretion is super duper ultra strongly cautioned because we're gonna take a deep dive into what he did to his victims. And it's it's not pretty. So if you're a victim of sexual trauma in any way, shape, or form, you might want to skip this one. Just a fair warning. Also, I did share a link to someone reading his in the entire transcript of his intro tape, air quotes. I went back and listened to the whole thing, and I read some of the transcript just to make sure that there was no embellishment or anything, and like I said last time, I made it through about a third of it. I went back and listened to the rest of it, just, you know, for research purposes, and it turned my stomach, and I've got a really strong stomach when it comes to stuff like this, but this was just next level bad. If you want to listen to it, I've got the link posted on our Facebook page, i uh, facebook.com forward slash worldwide podcast but please listen at your own discretion uh, this one's definitely definitely not for the kids so so with that being said without further ado let's get into the continuation of the story david parker ray used whips chains pulleys straps clamps leg spreader bars surgical blades an electric shock motor, and saws. He also built a device that the victim would be attached to, causing them to be forcefully bent over. This device was mobile, and he would bring it into his home from the Satan's den to entertain his guests. He would spray breeding pheromones on his victim's privates in order to cause his large German shepherd to mount them. No, he didn't. He did. And that's not all he did as it pertains to his German Shepherd. So, if you don't want to hear any more of this, Erica, uh, earmuffs. God help me. He would use a turkey baster to insert gravy into his victims and watch gleefully as the dog would eat it out of them. He had a 15-inch dildo attached to a motor that would viciously and painfully penetrate his victim's vagina and anus. He would use the aforementioned clamps and electric motor to shock the victim's genitals. It clearly goes without saying that Bree's victims were in unimaginable pain.
1: The end. Finn. Enough. Next.
0: I told you earmuffs, but we can get through this. Um, The story isn't incredibly long, but I really want to bring this to a conclusion, and there's just no way that I'm going to stop right after we got started. So, earmuffs or deal. (laughs) Those are your two options, I guess. This begs the question... How did more victims not come forward? We know that he didn't kill all of them. The answer is a drug concoction including sodium pentothal and phenobarbital, along with hypnosis. His victims didn't remember the events during their captivity. Let's take a deeper dive into Cynthia's captivity and escape. During her escape struggle, not only was she able to stab Cindy Hendy with an ice pick, she managed to dial 911 from a nearby phone The 911 operator was only able to hear scuffles. Cynthia didn't get a chance to speak to the operator. Finding this concerning, the operator dispatched a police cruiser to where the call came from. 513 Bass Road, Elephant Butte, New Mexico, 87935, David Parker Ray's home. Upon arriving, the police knocked and announced themselves. No one came to answer the door. Given the distressing phone call earlier, This was considered probable cause for the officers to make entry. Once inside, the police officers were met with a foul odor, and the home was packed with garbage and random knick-knacks, dirty furniture and a variety of trinkets, watches, jewellery, purses. Police now had to find Ray for questioning as it pertained to the cryptic phone call coming from his home earlier that day.
1: I feel like I shouldn't be surprised his house is a shithole, but I actually am, oddly enough.
0: Okay... Dare I ask why?
1: It just seems to me that anyone that got away with this for as long as he did would be more. Meticulous, I guess. Not a disorganized idiot.
0: Okay, fair point. I could totally see where you're coming from, but if you were to judge a book by its cover, this guy looks exactly like a disorganized idiot. In fact, he looks like the love child of an elderly buzzard with a cartoon mustache and a World War One boot. I just
1: looked at his mug shot, and that is a totally fair description.
0: Hey, look at us being all agreeable and stuff.
1: I know you can't help yourself most of the time, but do try and not ruin it.
0: Oh, I won't. I am good. I am solid. I am ready to party. Let's do this.
1: Asterisk. Slaps forehead, asterisk.
0: As Cynthia was sat on the floor of the stranger's home waiting for the ambulance and police to arrive, she trembled from the abuse she had just endured. Once EMS arrived, they loaded her into the ambulance and hurried her to the hospital. As Cynthia was being checked out, who would arrive at the hospital but Cindy Hindi? Remember the ice pick? Cindy was there to have the wound Cynthia left on her forehead treated. This was distressing to Cindy, because not only was Cynthia free, but she was set to travel to Seattle to witness the birth of her granddaughter. Cynthia would only allow state troopers to be in her presence, other than the doctors. The reason being is David Parker Ray, on top of being a mechanic, was also a park ranger. That was one of his ruses. He would use his uniform and his badge uh, to handcuff sex workers and tell them he was a police officer and they were under arrest. So that's how he captured a lot of his victims that were into more illegal type activities. And as we heard in part one, Cynthia was having no part of that shit. And she was just a boss and fought her way out of there and ultimately ended up bringing that asshole down. So I guess there's a happy ending, but there's a lot of very, very tragic Question marks and unsolved murders of victims that are still out there, even to this day. Cindy had seen him in his uniform while being held captive. She didn't want anything to do with the local police because the uniforms worn by the officers were similar to the uniform worn by Ray. She said one of the state troopers never left her side, even when he was off duty. Cynthia overheard a hospital employee on the phone and was able to figure out that Cindy Hindi was being transported there. Cynthia started grabbing her things. She was leaving. She wanted no part of being under the same roof as Cindy. Police and hospital staff promised Cynthia that Cindy would be taken to a different part of the hospital. They implored her to stay for treatment of her wounds. Cynthia would agree and later said that her and Cindy were mostly kept apart. When police caught up to Ray and Cindy as they searched for Cynthia, They told officers that they were helping Cynthia get off drugs and that nothing she says is true. Ray claimed they care about Cynthia's well-being. Officers weren't buying it.
1: Oh my God, that makes me very angry. Cared about Cynthia and helping her. Get the hell out of here with that garbage.
0: Oh, 100%. I agree. But at this point, he had to know the noose was tightening on him. So he was going to say whatever he had to to try to get out of this mess even though nobody was buying it. It was complete and utter bullshit, and everyone knew it. That guy sucks. Cindy had to be taken to the hospital for treatment, but Ray found himself on his way to the police station for questioning. When officers were searching Ray's home in response to the first 911 call, a house full of garbage wasn't all that they found. They found Ray's tape, along with numerous sex toys and torture devices. Medical instruments were found, including a speculum, There was what appeared to be a plastic pipe fitted with spikes and nails. Police later learned this pipe was used for sexual torture. Authorities also found detailed journals kept by Ray explaining what he had done to each of his victims. There were photos, drawings, and medical posters all over the walls. They ranged from images of torture to sexual positions to medical charts detailing anatomy. The evidence was damaged. One thing authorities did not have was a body. No body, no murder. Police also found videos of Ray and Cindy torturing their victims. One victim had a tattoo on her calf. They released a photo of the tattoo to the press and asked anyone with that tattoo to come forward. One woman did. She had the same tattoo in the same location. This woman's name was Kelly Garrett. She told police that it couldn't have been her. There was no way she was a victim of David Parker Ray. There was no doubt in Kelly's mind she would have remembered something like that. She told police over and over that she wasn't a victim until they showed her the tape of a woman being raped and tortured. The tape was recovered from Ray's home during the welfare check spurred by Cynthia's first 911 call. Kelly watched the video in profound disbelief. It was her on the tape being brutalized. She fell to the floor and started wailing. Could you imagine seeing yourself on a video of that like happening and not having any recollection of it? It's got to be horrifying. Like I like I'm on the tape. I could see my face. I still don't believe it.
1: I think I'd rather go on not knowing that happened to me.
0: True, I could see that, but at the same time, she saw her exact tattoo in the same exact location on her body on the news. So even if she didn't come forward, she'd always wonder. And for me, that would be worse than actually knowing, I think. The tape was dated back to 1996. After calming down some, Kelly went on to tell police the events of the week that the tape was recorded. She recalled one evening getting into a heated argument with her husband. She couldn't remember what the fight was about. She remembered getting into her car and driving to a local bar to blow off steam. The next thing she recalled was waking up in the desert, beaten and sore. She told her husband and the rest of her family at the time that she had no idea how she got there or why she couldn't remember how she got all of her injuries.
1: Wait, Kelly wasn't a sex worker.
0: As far as what I could find, she was not.
1: How did Old Buzzard Boot take her then?
0: Drops up in her drink, drugged her.
1: Ladies, when you're out, never take your eyes off your drink for the love of God.
0: P.S.A. Nobody thinks it could happen to them, and... until it unfortunately does. The tape filled in the horrifying details of what happened and why she couldn't remember. As police were watching these wretched tapes, other victims and perpetrators refilled themselves. In the video of Kelly's assault there was a woman taking part in hurting the helpless captive. It was Glenda Jean Ray, David's daughter. In this case, the apple didn't fall far from the tree.
1: His daughter helped him.
0: Oh yeah, not only helped, but participated willingly. I'm done. It gets worse, if you can believe it. How? The answer to that question is coming right up. For God's sake. The video clearly showed Jessie, the name she chose to go by, torturing Kelly. As mentioned earlier, David had a unique relationship with his daughter. Not only did they participate in some of the most despicable crimes known, but it's said they shared a sexual relationship.
1: I hate you for making me suffer through this shit.
0: So you told me. But here's the way I look at this. When we get these stories out there and people listen to them, they become, I guess, hopefully more aware of just how evil people in this world can be. And just give them a little bit more situational awareness, I guess. That's how I justify researching this thing and listening to 50-minute-long intro tapes for David Parker Ray's victims. It's disgusting, but I'm just trying to help. This coming after David and Jesse's mother breaking up for a second time. David often referred to Jesse as, quote, daddy's girl, end quote. This can even be heard in the torture tapes. After Jesse's mother, David went on to date other women. And that's where Cindy Hendy came into the picture. I couldn't find anything concrete on whether or not Cindy was set to be one of Ray's victims. But I guess they were sitting in a bar together and he was talking to her about BDSM and his awful kinks and stuff like that that he's into. Not that BDSM is bad, you know, you do you. But I guess he didn't end up kidnapping her because, you know, he started pouring it on more and more and getting more and more grotesque throughout the conversation. And she was into it the whole time. So she decided to help and participate. It's disgusting. Never know who you're going to meet, I guess. One video showed another one of David's accomplices, Dennis Yancey, strangle a woman by the name of Mary Parker to death. After authorities apprehended Yancey, he was questioned about the events and the ties to David Parker Ray and his other accomplices. He claimed he was forced to kill Mary at gunpoint, and that he'd never wanted to kill or hurt anyone. He was willing to cooperate with authorities as they built their case against Ray. One day while on holding, he received a message from Ray claiming rats die in jail. Yancey then recanted everything that he had told police and took whatever punishment he was dealt. Most of the victims in the videos reviewed by police are still missing and remain so as the date of this recording. David Parker Ray had stories and excuses as to why he did what he did. Anywhere from, quote, it was consensual to, I was trying to help them get off the street, end quote. Authorities didn't buy any of it. Ray was a sexual sadist and everyone to this point knew it. Ray would have two trials, the first of which would be declared a mistrial. One of the jurors wouldn't agree to a guilty verdict. The second trial saw Ray with the same charges, of which there were many. This time he would be convicted, but not on all the charges, murder being chief among them. Mary Parker wasn't killed by Ray's own two hands, and the video didn't show what Yancey had claimed. With no hard evidence of Ray's involvement in the murder, he would be convicted of multiple counts of kidnapping, torture, rape, and a litany of other charges. Ray would be sentenced to 224 years, but died of a heart attack right as his sentence began. Dennis Yancey was sentenced to 30 years for the second-degree murder of Mary Parker. He served 11 years and was paroled. Yancey violated his parole and served the rest of his sentence in prison. It was released in 2021. Hold
1: up. Second degree murder. I thought you just said police had video evidence of Yancey killing Parker.
0: They did have video evidence of Yancey killing Parker, but they never found Parker's body. So without the body, it's hard to get a first degree murder conviction.
1: That's complete and utter bullshit.
0: If you're looking for an argument... You will find none from me. Cindy Hindi cooperated with authorities and was offered a sentence of 36 years on a plea deal. She was set to be paroled in 2017, but served two years of her parole in prison and was released in 2019. Jessie Ray was convicted to two and a half years in prison, followed by five years of probation for her involvement in the crimes. David Parker Ray is suspected in upwards of 60 murders spanning from 1957 to 1999. Well, friends, that is the rage-inducing story of David Parker Ray, the toy box killer.
1: I don't even know if rage properly describes how I'm feeling about this. Three of these four pieces of goblin shit are walking around free. Not to mention all the, quote, guests, end quote, Ray head over to his house to watch his dog rape these poor women.
0: There's at least one confirmed male victim of David Parker Ray's.
1: Is that supposed to make him more of a feminist or something? No.
0: There's absolutely no redeeming qualities about this unimaginable dirtbag. I just thought it should be known that at least one of his victims was a male. Facts are facts, I guess. Well, facts are facts. Remove the against. I'm going to stop talking now. Um, You can find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash worldwide crime podcast. Don't forget to rate us, give us a review. It does help us a tremendous amount. It brings us up the search scale so that when people go wherever people go to get their podcast, they could just search true crime. And the more rates and reviews we get, the higher we climb that ladder to where we're one of the first ones they see. So if you could take the time to go ahead and do that, be honest with your review. Can't improve without it. And am I missing anything? Oh, yeah. Share us with your friends, with your family. But be cautious who you share some of these episodes with because they're definitely not for everyone. Uh, I don't think I'm forgetting anything else. So with that, we'll see you guys next week. I'm going to talk to you soon.
1: Goodbye, listeners. Thank you for joining us on the weekly disaster we call Worldwide Crime.
0: Wow, okay. You used to tell me that I was the reason you you were always being a dick and now you're just being a unprovoked dick. What why? Why would you say that? We got through the whole episode without any arguments, any qualms and then there you go just being an asshole. Why?
1: Shut up.